Hi, I'm Mary Kate. And I'm Carl, and this is uh, Everything Changed, an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast. Where we explore all the best moments, themes, and discuss why it's one of the best animated series of all time. So sit back, relax, and listen, or don't, or do whatever you want. (laughs) Great. Well done. So we're going to start at the beginning of the series, and we're going to work all the way through. Two episodes an episode. And this is actually our... follow that logic. Indeed. And in the spirit of two things... This is our second Ooh. our second time trying to record this tonight. The first time did not work, but that is a bit of the the journey, right? You don't always So yeah, if we sound annoyed, then we are. So it's perfect. <laughs> so it's perfect. There's a lot uh, of emotion in this first episode. Yeah, we're not annoyed. No, we're excited to be back and discuss these two first episodes once again. So the first episode of the series is The Boy in the Iceberg, and I've been tasked with giving the sixty seconds or less recap. So I'm going to give Don't it a go. Don't say tasked. Yeah, it, it makes it sound like it's, it's a laborious activity. That's true. Like I've it, been burdened. With. <laughs> I've been gifted the oppor- the golden opportunity to prove my uh, honor and be let back ooh, into the Fire Nation by giving you a 60-second recap. So um, I'm just going to give it a go. So this is like a the first one, the big the big bang episode. We meet uh, our brother and sister, uh, water tribe duo, Katara and Sokka, and they discover a boy trapped in an iceberg. They free him. We learn he is Aang, an airbender from the Air Nomads who have been extinct for a hundred years. Oh and my god. That is as long as he's been frozen. We also meet Appa, his flying bison, who's a real cutie and a real mensch. We also then meet Prince Zuko and his Uncle Iroh of the Fire Nation, who are in the search of the Avatar. Now, for those who don't know that are tuning in, the Avatar is a powerful being who can bend all four elements, water, earth, fire, air. Aang breaks out of the iceberg, and it's a sign to Zuko that the Avatar has returned. Katara tells Aang she's a waterbender, but there's no waterbenders left in the south to teach her the ways. And Aang is like, hey, I'll take you to the North Water Tribe, and we can find you a teacher. And she's like, I don't know. We get a bit of a history lesson. We find out that the Fire Nation waged war against all the other nations. It's been waging for over 100 years. No, for 100 years. But the Fire Nation is nearing victory. Zuko senses that the Avatar is close by when Ag and Katara accidentally set off an explosion. And we get all that in within about 23 minutes or so. So pretty 21 minutes. 21 minutes. So it's a pretty uh, a full-on episode. Did I miss anything? I'm, I'm just going to correct you for a second. The war hasn't been going on for 100 years. It's been going on for 99 years and a few months. Ah, and also, yes. you establish that Appa is being a mensch, but it is never mentioned in the series, his Jewish heritage. <laughs> It's true. I've taken some liberties. Not outright, but we can, yeah, we can, we can surmise yeah. he's probably Jewish. Based off based on, of the... Know, stuff that the, we see. His religious the, practices. His, and, yes. Et cetera. Et cetera. We he has to go know. to temple every Sunday. As we, <laughs> we, we don't know for sure anyone's religious heritages, but we do surmise them here. And We don't um, know any, but any uh, heritage and or yet, like religion in this world. And yet we are going to go ahead and make hasty generalizations and speculate wildly. Yes, absolutely. Great. So uh, with that said, we want to get into our favorite moment of the boy in the iceberg. So Carl, what was your favorite moment? My favorite moment is when Aang wakes up. He's he's very startled to be woken up. He feels like he's been passed out. He's been like in a coma for a hundred years. To his knowledge, it's been hours, but he's exhausted. And he's like, Katara, or not Katara, because he doesn't know her name yet. But he's like, uh, come closer. 
come closer. Do you want to go penguin sledding with me? Like, it's a complete tonal shift, and you get, like, everything you need to know about what the show is going to be like and the characterization in that one instant. What about you? What's your favorite moment from the episode? I, like, almost picked that moment. But my favorite is the uh, kind of the first time we meet Prince Zuko and Uncle Iroh. Zuko's all like, we have to get the Avatar. And Iroh is like, no, we need to just, like, calm the hell down and just relax. And he's like, no. I need the avatar. And Uncle Iroh was like, let's have some calming tea. And then Zuko was like, I don't need any calming tea. I need to catch Right, that's when the train passes behind the Fire Nation ship or in front of the Fire Nation ship. The classic (sighs) train scene. There's like a train horn. For anybody who doesn't know, there's like a train horn that goes off when Zuko freaks out. There's no reason for it. Yeah, there's this very, it's been called or it's gratuitous a little bit, I'll be honest. Okay, is it a train horn? I'm the biggest fan of the show. It It is absolutely a train horn. You said that you watched this episode today. Yeah, but I feel like it might actually be just a bad sound effect for the, the ship. Oh, it's not supposed to be a train. There's not a train in the Southern Water Tribe, Katie. But the sound effect is a train horn. Yeah, it, it's a roughly placed sound effect. Let's just say it's, it's a artist- roughly placed train horn. It's an artistic, yeah. It's artistic, artistic liberties like us. Like, uh, we can't have it both ways. We can't be taking mm-hmm. artistic liberties with Appa's religious views and then not allow them to put train horns Listen, periodically. We want everyone to be able to express themselves, and that is key to this podcast. We don't care so much about accuracy. Whatever whatever vehicle transportation horn that you want to use to describe your emotion in that moment, I am completely for, and you should you should pursue that. So in light of all of this, we accept the train horn in that moment. But I just think it's really funny that he's like screaming about calming tea. And like sometimes I just want to like yell that at Michael when he's like trying to calm me down. Like apropos. And Michael is of course. Michael is uh, is my fiance, who's actually watching the series for the first time. So he may be what? a guest. Yeah, first time ever. He's seen like I, episodes. I've been talking it up. I know. He's seen episodes here and there, but he's not like watched it like beginning to end. What a minch. <laughs> you can't just call everyone a minch. <laughs> I'm just assuming. I'm just going to go on the assumption you know, that everyone's what, what Jewish. You know what? What a lamb. He's a lamb. Anyway. Absolutely. So those are our favorite moments. We're very keen to hear like your favorite moments too. So if you're listening, which we don't anticipate anyone is, but if you are listening, feel to free our to- one listener, please. <laughs> please, please put your your comments below, and we, we'd love to kind of share them with the class. And let us know who you think is Jewish on the show. <laughs> We're keen and curious. <laughs> your, thoughts, your thoughts are as valid as ours. If you don't think, if you think that Appa is, you know, not Jewish, let us know. Yeah, let us know. A little we're, anti-Semitic, but okay, sure. We'll admit when we're wrong. I mean, we're not, but yeah, yeah. We're sure. not, yeah. Hypothetically. But if we were, we would. We saw the yarmulke on Appa. Okay. Like, we have This concrete. is getting like, this is, we're, <laughs> we're getting into really bad territory. Let's bring it back on base here and talk about the key themes of, of this episode. Which are? I have some written here. I'll start with one. One of the key themes, actually this episode and next, is that if you cannot learn what you need to learn where you are, it is time to seek that learning elsewhere. And that theme crops up with Katara, who obviously is the only, like I said, uh, waterbender in the Southern Tribe. And Aang's like, well, let's go get you a teacher in the Northern Tribe. And she's like, but my family's here. So it's like this really um, difficult decision. And I think it can be really easy to just stay where you know everything and risk not learning broader horizons or developing your skills or being bold and taking that leap of faith. But I think like it's a really important, important thing to do for self growth. Yeah, you see, to those of us in the know, this is part of the hero's journey. <laughs> it's called the rejection of the call. Mm. And it's interesting that the uh, first, at least the first couple of episodes, I think maybe like the first season, maybe the entire show is actually Katara's 
point of view and story. I guess it doesn't really end with her. I well, she has a confrontation at the very end, but at least these first couple of episodes are very Katara point of view. She's the main character sort of heavy. That's interesting uh, to me. Yeah, I think it definitely switches. But that's kind of the beauty of this whole series is like there's so many point of views that you get. So many point of views. Kind of like Carl's favorite series of all time, Game of Thrones, where you read from different yes, perspectives. I have definitely seen an episode and or read a book of that. In fact, all of them. Don't <laughs> quiz me on it because you'll just be embarrassed. But, you know. Right, 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 right. You're definitely an expert in the field. So that was one of the three or the key take themes that I, I kind of pulled out. What's one that you pulled out? Oh, you know, the theme of, of family. And, you know, Star Wars, it's it's Don't about take family. The piss. Don't take the piss on this podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I, a theme. I don't know. You know, they, they're having fun. They're just a bunch of kids. Okay, and there's here, like a lot of responsibility this? on how Sokka. This? How about that? Okay, okay. I'm trying to establish. Please don't interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> I've put so much thought into what themes I wanted to elaborate on. <laughs> I was in the middle of a coherent, concise point. Hey, you look, come get in back hot on and it. heavy. Okay, much like well, the train, uh, you've gone off the rails. Heyo, look at you. Bring it back around. Okay, so Sokka is trying to be a man, and he's not very good at it. But he's trying to be like a warrior and protect the people around him. And he's just kind of terrible. And it's like, you know, there's something there, I assume. Maybe it's like stepping up to the plate, even if you don't think that you're ready, or even if you're just not ready. Sure. I think that's a theme. Also, okay, another really good theme is roast duck always comes first. Yeah, well, I mean, do we need really need to... There's nothing else to say on that. Say that? I completely agree. One theme that I really like in this episode is around Zuko and Iroh, and it is that personal honor can be a great motivator, but it can also lead to obsession and the fear of failure, and fear is the path to the dark side. Well, now, don't take the piss on this podcast, Katie. I'm not taking the piss. Don't say that word, Carl. You are too young. You just young. did. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I really, I mean, there. I think we'll get into some parallels. Let, my favorite game. part was when Iroh told Zuko the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. <laughs> I was like, that seems out of place. <laughs> but okay, I'm, in, I'm into it. Yeah, I enjoyed that as well. And the bubble For circus. those who don't know, we're making start. We're making very clever Star Wars references, like top tier. You probably don't get them. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay if you don't. Don't feel stupid. We're smarter than you. It's not a big deal. That's why we made this podcast so that we can impart our wisdom. Our our onto- one subscriber. Yeah, we just are left. so <laughs> unlikable, and <laughs> you know we're leaning in. This isn't about you. We're making this for us. Oh. That's- sad okay anyway back to personal honor and the reason that this comes up is because iroh and zuko are having a chat and iroh was like listen like i know you want to get the avatar but like your father the fire lord couldn't find him his father couldn't find them and then zuko was like yeah well my honor is at stake so i like i have the train horn sound effect at my disposal which is like oh Oh, well, I didn't know point. that. But we yeah. don't really like know yet why. Like, like, what do you, what does he mean by his honor as at stake? But we'll find out soon enough. Now, I've never seen the show. What do you mean by that? I can't tell you. You have to. If you've okay. never seen the show, um, why are you here? Well, you know, color commentary. It's working in your favor. Um, <laughs> and then, lastly, my last theme. Did you have any other themes? I didn't even have one. Okay, Weren't great. You listening? My last theme is the idea that there's always a time for fun, no matter what age. And this comes to kind of when Katara and Aang are riding the penguins. And she's like, I haven't done this since I was a kid. And he's like, you're still a kid. And I think I bet kids that watch that were like, oh, cute. I'm a kid. I relate. But as an adult watching it, I was like, you know what? Like, there is always a time for fun and play. 
Well said. Thank you. And, you know, this ran on Nickelodeon and they really were pushing the fun with their commercials. That's right. For gag. Remember the mid 2000s uh, commercials? Yeah. Silly Putty, a different form of Silly Putty, Silly Putty with rice in it, Hot Wheels. That Silly Putty you with know, rice in it was the awesome. Fun. Yeah. And you can I eat the rice. <laughs> Everybody wins. Gross. <laughs> people who like disgusting goo rice and other like weird people. So final thoughts on episode one, The Boy and the Iceberg. Go. It's great. The first interactions with all the characters tell you everything you need to know about them. Sokka is, you know, he's trying his best, but he's not very good at stuff. Katara is a waterbender and she's motherly, but she's got a bit of a temper. Aang is a fun-loving kid and he's an airbender, which is rare. Hint, hint, hint. And Zuko's angry and Iroh's Iroh likes tea. And that's really the main part of Iroh and why everyone loves him. Yeah, awesome. tea. I think, and I think you mentioned to me once that you, you thought the title was solid, The Boy in the Iceberg. Yes, it, it fits in really well. This isn't a spoiler. The last episode of the series is called Avatar Aang. So it kind of answers the call of the first episode. Who's the boy in the iceberg? It's Avatar Aang. It's your boy Aang. Cool, 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 cool. Awesome. Well, let's move on to the second episode, The Avatar Returns. And you've been honored with the great gift oh, of recapping. so much honor. So much honor. honor. <laughs> Sometimes it's too much honor. Zuko would be jealous. I know. This is what he's been striving. If only he could recap an episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Well, he can't. Okay. Okay. Yes, I, yes absolutely. He's, not, he's uh, not our sibling. That's true. Only He's siblings not. can he could come be on the show. an honorary sibling. Okay, look at okay, me. Okay, recap All right. the episode. <laughs> so Aang and Katara were snooping around in a, in a very old Fire Nation ship, and they set off a booby trap that Aang boobied right into. And then they're leaving that, and they're heading back to the Southern Water Tribe. And Sokka, who already is mistrustful of Aang, is like, I knew you were going to call the Fire Nation. Get out of here. You're banished from our tribe. You're banished from our tribe. Hint for later. And then Zuko sees the flare and he sees Aang hopping down the thing with Katara. And he's like, that must be that must be the Avatar. A bit of a wild assumption by him, but okay. And then he goes to the Southern Water Tribe and he and Sokka fight for a second. And Aang, who has been banished, sees that the Fire Nation is coming there and he goes to fight. Uh, Zuko and Zuko's like, I'll kill everyone here unless you come with me, Aang. And Aang's like, I, I'll go with you then. And then he goes with him, and he escapes. And right as he escapes, Sokka and Katara have taken Appa, which is a flying bison, as you mentioned before. And they help Aang get away. And they're like, We're gonna be a team now. And he's like, Great. And Sokka's like, What are we? Some kind of Suicide Squad? And Aang's like, That's not Dif- wrong. Different, wrong different, property. Different. T- totally different thing. Yeah. And then, and yeah, there we have it. Oh, and Aang doesn't want to be the Avatar. He never yeah. wanted to be. As my boy Jon Snow would say, I don't want it. As my boy Jon Snow would say. Right, because you love the books and movies so much. I'm the resident movies. Game of Thrones, was it, expert? Yep. Yes. Yeah, cool. That was a really good recap. Well done. Let's pop right into favorite moments. Um, my favorite moment is when Katara tries to waterbend, when she she and Sokka go to rescue Aang. They're on top of Zuko's uh, Fire Navy ship, and some firebenders are about to grab her and firebend at her. And she tries to waterbend, and she fails, and then she tries again, and she succeeds, but in a humorous way, by doing it in reverse. And so we get a moment where it's like, oh, she can waterbend, but she's not very good at it, but maybe she'll learn. 
I was going to say, like, she hasn't had a teacher, so we can't really judge her too harshly. Right. But I mean, like, it's like saying. She's not, like, good at it. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Which is actually really refreshing because I feel like it would have been easy to be like, oh, no, she's brilliant at it. My favorite moment is the Sokka-Zuko makeover sequence that's happening simultaneously where Sokka's, like, putting on, like, the, the warrior's paint. And then um, all Zuko's bros are, like, getting his, like, armor on and stuff. And I just think it's, like, I really love that tra- scene where there's, like, a side-by-side montage of them at the mall trying out different outfits. And Aang's like-, like, <laughs> Aang's, like, shaking his head back and forth as Sokka comes out of the dressing room. And then the last time, he's given the thumbs up and the head nod. Honestly, that would be, like, it. my ideal scene. Like, if, if this was two girls just want to have fun by Cindy Lauper, this would have been, this would have put me yes. over the edge. I would have been titillated. But it was not. Oh. It was it was set to some drums or something. But it was very masculine. It was really cool. And it was cool to see Sokka, like, or not Sokka. Yeah, Sokka. Be so so brave. Like, to stand up to, like, the whole Fire Nation ship. You know, he's protecting this, like, yeah, small village. Yeah, kind of stupid, too, but brave. Very stupid. Very Gryffindor. Dumb and brave. But it was, like, you good. Go. You know, he's funny, but he's also, like, he'll risk it all for his people, which was really cool. He'll risk and it for then, the biscuit. He'll risk it for that biscuit. And then my second favorite runner-up moment is at the end with the grandma when she's like, my waterbender, my brave warrior. I just think it's such a pretty moment. And, you know, it kind of sucks for Sokka that now he's with an airbender and a waterbender. But he is like a reality bender. Like he uses sarcasm and he uses cleverness to get out of all his situations. So I just thought that was really sweet. My favorite moment with the grandma is when she has to drive them to soccer practice and she goes 10 miles an hour the entire way there. Classic, classic bit of grandmaing. She does. She does make a nice grandma. She has the same hair as Katara, same hairstyle. Does she? Yeah. She has the They've loops. Got, like, those, oh, okay. Yeah, those loops. Cool. So themes. I think the you brought. The theme of fun, or I don't know. The theme of. Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Whatever. Fun as a valuable you know, weapon. Yeah, it isn't really brought about in this episode. Maybe like, um, I don't know. What do you have for themes? I have a theme around not underestimating kids. The Again, the conversation with Iroh and Zuko where it's at the end. Where Iroh's like, well, now we know, right, yeah. you know, he's just a kid. And Zuko's like, yeah, that kid just like kicked our ass. So I think that that's a really, especially for impressionable kids watching the show. They're like, oh, I, I might be a kid, but I have a voice. You know, I have a brain and I can make a real difference in the world. And they grow up. I don't know jaded. if we should be encouraging kids. <laughs> to do what just in general i don't know know that that's a great idea well you know back in the early 2000s it was that's right we still we still treasured children the The dark ages as they come to known the world has changed now and another theme I thought was you can be prepared to the max but you can still be surprised zuko's looking for an old man but ang is only 12 and that, I think, is one of your favorite moments where Zuko talks about Aang's yes. agility. Yeah, he's, he's hopping out of the, at this point, it's at the beginning, or I think it's at the end of the episode one, where Aang is hopping out of the Fire Nation ship where they've set off the booby traps. And Zuko's looking at him through the eyeglass. And at this point, Zuko is under the impression that Aang is a 112-year-old man. So he's, like, hopping down a giant ship, and Zuko's like, ah, quite agile for his old age. Like, he's so <laughs> quick to accept this elderly man is just bouncing around. You know what? That's yes. kind of like a theme in the first season is like old people are like Jack. Yeah, that's true. Like, They're, yeah, they, they set a precedent where old people can be in outrageous shape. Yeah, which I love. We'll get there soon. But. I'm, I, I, have, I have 
questions about that, but there yeah, are a lot sure. of a lot of they all got both. Like, how do metabolisms work in this world? <laughs> I guess like it's a very West or uh, Eastern philosophy. So like their chi is still strong and flowing through their body or something stupid like that. But whatever. Except for those listeners and- who follow that follow that we don't think it's stupid we you should do what you oh, want. oh i think it's very stupid <laughs> but you do whatever you want awesome this is a very unlikable podcast i hope that that's okay with everybody i'm <laughs> fine with it yeah i i do i do think that it's really interesting that we've got all these jacked old old men well we'll get there we'll get there, we'll get there. i think it's interesting there. that ang is like in the southern water tribe and which is at you know the southern end of the world it's like the south pole mm-hmm. ostensibly and he was just frozen for a long period of time. And he's like, you know what? Forget the jacket. I'm just going to run about in my very thin robes. And I'll be fine. Yeah, you have qualms with his lack of coat. And also another thing I just thought about. In the first episode, Aang and Katara are in the ship. And Katara's like, you must have been frozen for a hundred years. And there's like a moment where Aang sits down and he's like, oh my god, I've been frozen for a hundred years. But then he's pretty okay with it. In very short order. Yeah, because he doesn't like emotions like affect him differently. Maybe it's part of his training. It's like water off a duck's back with that babe. It might also be that like it hasn't, the gravity hasn't hit him because in a later episode, we get into that a little bit more. Yeah. But yes. Yeah, I always thought that that was kind of weird. If I woke up a hundred years from now, even if I met some cute chick, I'd be like, uh, you know. There's a lot to unravel. Yeah, I'm not going to be, I'm not back to myself in minutes. Yeah, but I think some of the beauty of this show is that each episode is like 20 to 25 minutes. Like, it, it's so visual, and like, you get everything you need from actually a very little amount of dialogue and information. It's like yeah, so yeah. compact. Like I, like I said, uh, with the, all the characters, you immediately know what they're about and who they are and how they're going to respond to things in that first minute that you meet them. Yeah, and that's fabulous. Especially for like a kid's show. Like you have to have it that way yeah. so their attention is is grasped immediately. The so last... as, we, as we've established, kids are morons. So, you know, yeah. you need to you need to get it out they, there. They are dumb. They are dumb. But one last theme that I think was really prevalent in this second episode is that our destinies are not just our own, they're intertwined with others. And the grandmother says that to Katara and Sokka before they they head off with Aang for New Horizons. But I think that's like a really lovely sentiment. Like no one's really alone. Like, we, like even if you feel alone, there's always someone. Like, I, I wouldn't have guessed that we would be doing a podcast about Avatar. But, like, our destiny led us here. I got the feeling that that grandma was smoking the ganj in one of those honestly, tents. Honestly. She's like, your destinies are intertwined, man. man yeah, get out of there. like, okay, jeez. Yeah, that grandma definitely was hitting the hashish. Anyway, we have a few more minutes left. So, I want to hear about the first time that you saw these episodes because you were quite little. You were what, 10? I was 9, 10. 10 months old? Yes. Okay, you were 9 was, or 10. I was so quick, so I was quick what, on was your, what was your impressions? Um, what was my impressions or how did I first see it? Like both, like all of it. Tell me, tell me the origin story okay. of your origin story. Uh, the, the oranges story. I, my friends and I were having a sleepover and we had all seen the commercials because they were airing them a lot on Nickelodeon and we were nine and stupid and we were watching Nickelodeon and we all thought that it looked really stupid. And so we decided uh, at the sleepover that that night was the premiere of the first two episodes, these two episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender that we'd tune in and make fun of it. And we did. And so we tuned in and about two minutes in, we stopped talking and we just kind of listened and watched and we watched both episodes 
And by the end, like collectively, we were all in agreement that it was pretty good. And we wanted to see more. It, it turned our heads in, in pretty short order. What about you? What was your first experience? Yeah. So when this came out, I was like 16 or so and obviously not interested in like my little brother's dumb, like animated series TV shows. So I kind of also thought it was stupid and like Loki thought you were stupid as a result. I'm just kidding. I didn't think you were That's stupid. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, a couple of years later, our dad died kind of suddenly and I came home from college. It was like my first semester in college away from the family. And I came home and you were watching it in the basement and I was hanging out down there with you watching it. And that's where I started just like, I was like, you know what? He likes it. Like, I want to like, you know, be around, be there. And then I was like, this is good. And so similarly, I went from thinking it was stupid to realizing it was actually really, really good. And then I just kept watching it from there. And I watched it many times, many, many times since. So, yeah. It gets like legit. Like I, it does. I, like, I it very it was much. Cute, but like it gets like into, like it gets real. Right. The first season is very Nickelodeon show. It has like promises of deeper themes and stuff. But it's it's very much episodic, and it's like if you didn't tune in last week, you can kind of get what's going on and understand each episode is a story. There aren't very many overarching plots over the course of the first season. But yeah, season two and season three, things get moving. Things get moving, they get picking up. So we're going to get moving. But um, thank you all for joining our our first podcast. I'm sure we will improve as we go. We've not done anything like this. But we'd love to hear from you. We want to hear what you think the themes are, what your favorite moments are. We want to hear where you were when you first saw it, what you thought. So please uh, send us messages, post in the comments below. We'd like to read your comments out on, on the podcast too. And have a really wonderful day. 